Hey, and welcome to the Writer's Hour. This is Janine Bolin, and I am lucky enough, and yes, I say lucky enough, to be able to hog tie Mike Capuzzi just long enough. Yes, it reminds, it rhymes. I love it when I do that. I get so excited that I stumble right over myself. So, starting over again. Like jacuzzi, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the jacuzzi, man. I got hung up on jacuzzi. <laughs> Hi, this is Janine Bolin with the Writer's Hour, and I'm lucky enough to be here today with Mike Kafuzi, who is, rhymes with Jacuzzi, a fan of mine and I a fan of his, and we were able to hogtie each other to be able to get into each other's podcast shows. It took us a while, but Mike, lucky enough for us, is writing a new book. As you can tell from the shelf behind him, multi-book author, just like myself, a broad spectrum of experience, much like myself, because he started off as an engineer and then he moved into software development. Then he just kept creating and creating and creating and kind of a serial entrepreneur, if you will, and now is doing these shooks. And we're gonna talk about those in just a bit. But first of all, I just wanted to say, thanks for being here, Mike. It's wonderful to have you. Yeah, Janine, I appreciate it, and thanks for that very nice introduction. <laughs> Can you tell I love authors? I, I love authors the way Jerry Seinfeld likes comedians, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's our safe space, right? So multi-genre multi type of author that you are, you created this neat, neat concept called Shooks, which are short, helpful books. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration and the author who helped you come about building that kind of neat niche concept. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, first of all, I'm a, a marketing consultant for the last 20 plus years, since 1998, I've put food on the table for my family by helping other business owners improve their marketing. And my focus is really direct response marketing, which is a bit different than like big brand marketing and all that. So that's, that's what I've been doing for the past 20 some odd years. And, you know, I interact with a lot of small and medium-sized business owners, typically a lot of what I call main street business owners. I just got off a call with a, a retailer who has a couple stores, a client of mine, uh, right before this uh, interview. And, um, you know, these are the bread and butter, as far as I'm concerned, of small, you know, of America and, and, the, and the, you know, the, the, the commerce that uh, we generate as a country. So much of it's based on what I still call main street um, business owners. Um, so that's what I do. And, you know, one of the key things I teach Main Street business owners, because most of them have competition, right? Very few of them don't have competition, is that they, we, you and I, we all need what I call, you know, ways to express our unique value promise. Uh, you heard maybe some of your listeners have heard something called the unique selling proposition. Um, there's all kinds of ways of describing, but it's what you do that nobody else can articulate. Um, so long story short, when I start really getting much more in depth with helping business owners publish nonfiction uh, business books for their you know, business and to elevate their status, I realized, A, there's a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of other people like myself that help people. So um, I was reading a book, a short book by Seth Godin, who's a well-known marketer. And it's a great little book. It's called Purple Cow. And in there, Seth was saying, listen, you know, you need to create a purple cow. We all need to create a purple cow. So it's the thing where, you know, it's, there, no one else has a purple cow. There's a purple cow, one purple cow in the field, and everyone's attention is drawn to it. And as I was reading that little book, 
marketing, I realized that I needed to come up with something unique and different um, for my book publishing. So I've always been a believer in pithy and powerful books. You know, I don't think you need to write a 300 page book to get your point across. And most business owners can do much better served with shorter books. So uh, much like Burger King uh, has their Whoppers and big, uh, what else, McDonald's has their Big Macs. Um, my sh publishing company has shook short, helpful books. So that was sort of the genesis of uh, where that, that, that trademarked uh, phrase came from. Well, and what I loved is you really developed a platform for yourself through these shooks, these self, -help, you know, the short, helpful books and worked with Main Street authors and you were helping brick and mortar businesses be able to market themselves in a very tangible and intimate way so that they can move forward with whatever they were trying to do for their communities. So with all that in mind, now you've come out and you're finally like, all right, fine, I'll get on Amazon and I'll do the big book for my, you know, it's like kicking and screaming, Mike was led into that. And so tell us about the latest uh, creation, which is the title, The 100 Page Book. So talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, I got my copy right here. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, so a little insider baseball. Um, <laughs> hey, like, that's why we have this show, dude. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, listen, full transparency, I'm going to kind of rail against what I just did. So <laughs> a step back, right? So I deal with doctors, physicians, insurance agents, you know, again, Main Street business owners, all right? For the most part, all they want to do is become what I call five mile famous. In their community, they want to be different than the guy or gal down the road. They don't need to have a worldwide audience. Therefore, they really don't even need to be on Amazon technically. Um, I do have a number of clients that do have a presence like you and I do, which is more, I call it more of a global presence. So I've got folks all over the world that sort of follow me. So for me to be on Amazon, it's smart. Having said that, when I'm talking to Main Street business owners, so many other book publishers and book consultants talk about the importance of being an Amazon bestseller and you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, and really, Unfortunately, the way it all works is, um, you know, becoming an Amazon bestseller, while it's a nice little, you know, add a boy, add a girl, um, the, the way it works is there's just so many opportunities. It, it really ha doesn't have the, you know, the, the uh, allure that maybe many people think it really does. So, uh, so I typically rally against it like, uh, you know, that's the last thing you have to worry about. You need to worry about getting the book done, the shirt done, and getting out there and using it. Um, Having said that, this last book, this last book, which just went live last week, uh, I created it for a different reason, Janine. And we, we, you know, we can talk about, you know, the, the reasons why, you know, what are the big reasons why you want to create a book, Shook. But um, I created it specifically for lead generation, very specifically. And you know, a lead generation book will not work for you unless it gets out there. So I did my research, really got serious about uh, understanding the a Amazon algorithm and investing some software, read probably 15 books on, you know, how to really leverage Amazon. And I'm, you know, very fortunate to say um, that with a lot of friends like yourself that have influence, last week, within a matter of two days, I think, both the print and the Kindle version became an Amazon number one bestseller in several business categories. So I didn't pick like, you know, one of the ways people get around this and get to become an Amazon bestseller is they'll have a book and they'll put it in some really obscure category, which, you know, only has, you know, a couple books in it. So it's easy to become number one. I chose real business book categories. And again, you know, 
I obviously I did my own marketing, but again, I, I called F, FWI, Friends with Influence, which you are one. So, you know, to do a book launch like this requires a lot of folks to help out. And thankfully, I have a lot of folks that appreciate what I do and support the effort. Exactly. And that's one of the things I talk to writers all the time about is what is the purpose of your book? And in your case with the Shooks, that's a very niche place. It has its purpose and its use. And a lot of times people will get, and of course, I'm, I'm forgive me, I'm preaching to the choir here, but it's like, there are times where you don't need what a publishing house can offer. And there are times where being self-published is totally appropriate for your business model, as well as to what you're trying to accomplish as a human being on planet earth at that time. So wanted to definitely talk a little bit about that. So who exactly, if you'll be so kind as to let us know, who is the hundred page book for? Let's talk about what that is because it's slightly different from what I've read with your main street author. 100-page book is you're branching out. You're, you're expanding well, your demographic a little bit. Actually, it's, it's not so much extending the demographic per se. It really came down to, Janine, analytics. So, you know, again, you mentioned I, was, I have an engineering degree. I worked in engineering for a number of years. Then I worked in software for a number of years. So I've got this geeky brain. Um, Wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Again, kindred spirits. Um, so... I did research this time. What are people searching for on Amazon? What are they looking for? What are the phrases, the terms, et cetera, et cetera? So interestingly enough, and I'm gonna do a, a bonus training for all the folks that invested in a copy of this, but uh, here in a few weeks to teach this. But for example, I mean, on the cover and on the back cover, which are you know, the description, and then on the Amazon book page itself, there are a lot of embedded keywords that people that might be a good client for me would be searching for. Um, now, the 100 page book wasn't necessarily that one keyword, but where that came from was from a client and, and really just said, I forget the conversation we had, but the effect was, listen, all I need to do is create a 100 page book and I'm good. You know, he knew what he wanted. Uh, he could articulate, I mean, it's a real book, right? These are real, these aren't pamphlets. These no. are books. They no, sit they're on books. a shelf, right? And they have mm -hmm. a little, you know, spine text. I mean, they're not war and peace, but they're very specific tools, much like you have a screwdriver and a wrench to do a certain job. These are very specific tools for a business owner to do a specific job. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, they're still for, you know, primarily bricks and mortar business owners and then folks like yourself who serve bricks and mortar business owners, folks like myself. So I'd say about a third of my clients are folks like you and me have a global reach um, and then probably two thirds are just the folks that want to be five mile famous. But yeah, the hundred page book, I mean, listen, anybody can take it and write, use this and figure out a, a, a fictional strategy around it. But that's not what I, that's not who I serve. I serve, you know, nonfiction business book authors, but um, that's the story behind it. Well, thanks so much for sharing that because when it comes to the writer's hour, a lot of times I'm just trying to encourage authors and writers write your book. And so I immediately, when I read the 100 page book, I was like, this is so perfect. If I can focus people in on just write your story mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be, you, you mentioned War and Peace. Well, we both know War and Peace would never be published today because it wouldn't be profitable. Yeah, you realize right. how much it costs to 
<laughs> publish a book like that. It's a good thing we have English literature professors out there that are still demanding it be in print, right? So <laughs> for you though, and for what you're accomplishing, I just wanted to say thank you, number one, because you're serving a market that desperately needs to be in existence. So when I first started writing and as a self-published uh, author, it was called vanity publishing, right? It didn't even have the nice word of self publish. It's now considered a nice word. I was so lame as an author that I couldn't even get anybody to look at me because I, you know, wasn't what they called in the demographic, right? I wasn't an authority as far as what they felt, even though I had a system that worked and everything. So people like you is who I reached out to who had found ways around it and then found a person that had created a self-publishing business because he said, there is a whole market of people out there that have something to say and they can't get in because they don't look right. They don't look like an author. And that's where I'm going to move into the next question, which is people would look at UNI's career. And number one, we, we aren't published in a journal. We're not peer reviewed. We're not, you know, we could go through this whole list of things we're not. So what are some of the barriers you had to overcome in order for you to start writing your shooks? You know, you came it up, you were looking at it as a marketing guy, but when you sat down at the keyboard and you started writing, how did you get past some of the fear factor that we have as authors? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. You know, I was fortunate after probably almost 10 years in business, probably about eight, nine years of really connecting with some very smart business owners, entrepreneurs, thought leaders. And I invested in their expertise, you know, became a client, et cetera, et cetera. And that was really, that's probably was the catalyst from shifting from this old way of thinking, because I grew up loving books. I grew up thinking, you know, a certain way. I grew up going to college and, you know, all that, you know, sort of train of thought, academics, grammar, it has, everything has to be perfect. Um, not to say you want to publish a crappy shook, but, um, you know, it's a different thing. So I would think, what, for me personally, it was really just being around other people that I, look, you know, I looked up to, were successful in business, who got me over this mental hurdle of, A, you know, it's got to be this kind of thing to be a book right? It could look like something different. And more importantly, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of book authors, and I don't mean to disparage anybody, but that have made little, if any, money from their books per se, right? I don't typically make money selling these things. I make money when someone reads it and says, I want to hire Mike. Um, so if you were going to measure by pure metrics of financial value, I think the way you and I publish probably has a lot more uh, opportunity than you know, what the, the more traditional way of thinking about a book. Um, again, you, I remember when I, when I interviewed you on my podcast, you said that I don't make money with my books by selling books. None of my, none of my clients do. I mean, you make, make a couple dollars here and there. That's not what it's about. It's about a business card on steroids that you can give to a prospect and, and really differentiate yourself. And that's one of the terms I always have loved, which is it's a business card on steroids. That is something that's been moving around the, the circuit because I don't know if a lot of people know this, publishers have approached me and they have offered me the quality programs for, they'd give me 10 cents on 
the book or 25 cents of royalty on a book. And so a lot of what Hollywood talks about are these huge gargantuan multi-million dollar deals. And they don't realize that those folks are only 1% of the publishing industry because they have built a platform over the course of 20 years. And so when I see Hollywood saying that, oh, you're a writer and best-selling writer, I can afford this. I can buy a Lamborghini or whatever. I'm like, yeah, they're getting all of that from the money they got ahead of time. But what you don't see is the 20 years of work that they've built their author platform on. And that was something that you talk about in your 100-page book is what is the purpose? Who are you serving? That kind of thing to be able to move forward with that. So I want to talk a little bit more about just the writing that is required. So you've done a lot of, well, copy editing, content writing, because you've, you're a marketing guy. So you know about tags. So what kind of advice can you give to somebody who's just starting out writing and they're like, it's hard enough for me to even do my world building. And now you want me to talk about tags and keywords and blah, blah, blah where do I go, right? So uh, you're twitching on me and that's great. I love it when you twitch because that lets me know that you have an answer. So kind of help out the new author. Yeah, so we could probably have a two hour podcast now. Of course. Which I know you don't want to do, but um, <laughs> you, you've got to think of, in terms of steps. And I just read something in the last day or so. It was, a, um, again, I'm a voracious reader, but I was just reading something like somebody took the best self-help books and condense it down into one article and essentially the best 10 tips from the best self-help books of all time. And one of them was small steps each day, right? And that's, that's powerful, right? Whether it's weight loss, improving a relationship, improving a marriage, whatever it might be, like just instead of like trying to change the world in one day, just say, I love you once a day for every day or whatever it is. Right? So um, in terms of, publishing a book, I would say, just try to figure out something you can do each day. Um, now, having said that, I am a big believer, given that engineering background, of planning before even writing a single word, right? So again, we're talking not, in my case, we're talking nonfiction, business-related books. Completely different if you're talking fiction. But for the folks I serve, um, it's really about, first of all, identifying who am I looking to attract with my book? Right? Who, who do I want to read this? And giving real thought to it. Then coming up with what I, what I call the, you know, the big idea behind the book that I call the shook hook. What's the shook hook? What is the big idea? So a hundred page book, that's kind of a big idea. It's okay, someone's just talking about a hundred page books. If you don't mind, I mean, some of the other ones, the magic of short books, that was kind of a big idea. Main Street Author I thought was a big idea, but relatively speaking, just from a totally analytical standpoint, this has been the, uh, the lowest seller um, of my shooks. I thought Main Street Author was a good title. Uh, obviously, the public didn't. But, um, you know, I thought that was a big idea. Main Street authors who, you know, are business owners on Main Street. Um, but so if you have your ideal reader and have a good idea for that reader, then it's just a matter, Janine, of each day, uh, you know, writing some content specific you know, to the idea. So I, I when I work, we, we come up with what I call a, you know, it's an outline essentially, but um, it's just right into that outline. Here are the things we need to talk about to help this person, because it's always about helping before selling. And, uh, you know, there's no easy way around it. There's no, listen, I haven't created the magic wand that, you know, I hear people say you can talk into your phone and, you know, transcribe it. That may work for some people, doesn't work for me. Um, but, you know, nothing's going to happen without action. So you just got to get serious and say, I'm going to do it. 
Well, like you, my day job is helping people with money. And so starting with those little steps, Dave Ramsey with his Financial Peace University talked about baby steps. And so it doesn't matter what group or what uh, demographic you're talking to, there is somebody there has broken it all down and said, taking the one step at a time and, and holding yourself accountable. So that's something else I'd like to talk to authors about and ask that question, which is how do you keep yourself inspired when you've got 50 different plates running as a business owner there, you know, writing is like maybe 10%, maybe 10% uh, writing books is only 10% of what you really do on a day-to-day -day basis. So how do you keep yourself going when times get kind of challenging? Yeah, another good question. I mean, fortunately, I am a pretty, in my own case, I'm pretty self-motivated. Uh, I, uh, I love what I do. I love waking. I mean, literally, I go to bed and I can't wait to wake up the next morning. That's how I am. Uh, I mean, there's days I'm not. Yeah, you know, there's days I'm like, what the heck? But, um, um, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty self-motivated. For me, I, I think it, you know, it goes back to something I said earlier. Uh, if you're listening to this or watching this and you don't have an inner circle, you don't have a network of really trusted folks that can, you know, be that support, inspire you, get together once in a while, whether it's on a Zoom or, you know, you know God forbid, face-to-face. -face. Um, I think that's critical. And, and typically in my case, these are other business owners. So I can call up and say, hey, I have an idea. What do you think of this? So I think having that net, that, and it's a tight network. I'm not talking 30 people. I'm not even talking 10 people in my case. Um, I think that's part of it. And, and you know what? I just like helping people. I really do. I mean, it's something I've just always done, probably much to my financial detriment, even though I do okay. Um, you know, I don't try to make a dime on everything I do. And I just like helping folks. So that's, that's probably, you know, one of the key drivers each day. And I'm always trying to improve. So, you know, coming up with a 100 page book is, try, is an improvement off my previous one to see if I can do some things better. No, that's exactly it. It's the fact that we are driven. And in my case, I bounce out of bed each morning, no matter what time it is. I bounce out of bed each morning and I'm ready to hit the day because I have things to do and I'm jazzed about it. And so if you can't come to your writing like that, then you may want to reevaluate what story it is you're trying to share. Actually, can I share one more thing real quick? Yes, please so do. Just based on that though, I am a believer. And I know, you'll, I, I know you're going to agree with this because- if there is something that you can help a person with and a short book or a regular book is, is the right medium for it, by you not creating that content, you are, you are, you are depriving those people who want that information. Um, so you've got, so many people always look inward, right? Oh, I don't feel like writing. I don't feel like doing this. I don't wanna do it. But if you turn it around and say, well, geez, I'm keeping these folks from learning how to write a hundred page book or how to learn the 60-40 rule uh, and system and all that. If you don't do that, you are depriving those folks of really getting something they want. So maybe just spin it and think about who you could serve if you have a well-written book for them. 
And I want to say thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us here on the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. Please look up Mike's book. It's a hundred page book. The hundred page book is what it's called. Literally, it is, I checked, a hundred pages long. You did very well on your pagination, I want to tell you, and your formatting, because you know there was going to be analytical types like me checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> but how can people get a hold of you? Where would you like us to go to learn more about you? Yeah, well, my primary website is mikecapuzzi.com. Um, so it's M-I-K-E-C-A-P-U-Z-Z-I.com. Sounds like jacuzzi. Um, but right now we are still running a little introductory offer for the 100-page book. So you can grab the Kindle version. You can grab the uh, print version. And we're still waiting on the uh, audio version to be released. For some reason, it takes a lot longer for the audiobooks. But um, there's some special pricing. And then I've got three really cool bonus gifts, including a second book, which is actually uh, the Main Street Author book, which you can grab, you'll get a, co a digital copy of and some other cool stuff for the time being. So that's 100, the number 100pagebook.com. That's wonderful. And I do encourage you to go find that special pricing and definitely look it up. I'm rushing his content through my content creation calendar just because I want you to be able to not only hear this, but then be able to get his book because I've downloaded all of Mike's stuff that he offers us. I've run through it. I've read his books. It's quality information. You know me. I don't, I don't support people who are not authentic. Mike is the guy he says he is, and he's not feeding you a line like I know has happened to many people. That's not who Mike is. He's out to help people seriously want your business to succeed because he and I are in agreement. As Thomas Jefferson said, as long as this country has entrepreneurs and farmers, will be okay. So Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. Janine, and real quick, I forgot to, to get the gifts, go to 100pagebook.com slash gifts. That's how you get That's your right, gift. that's right, that's I, how you. Flood <laughs> it with emails, what's he doing? Uh, but Janine, thank you, that's a great Thomas Jefferson quote. I appreciate that and I appreciate you and your support, so thank you very much. No worries. And this is the Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations. If you are an author and you're listening to this, please go to my website, the8gates.com backslash schedule Zoom and get on the phone with me and we will figure out a way to get you on this podcast. And if you're somebody who loves to read and you would like to be a book reviewer, please contact me so we can get you on that circuit. And then the third thing is, if you happen to be a podcaster yourself and you're looking for quality guests, please contact me. I have a whole list. Thank you so much for listening to the Writer's Hour.